Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. It's Tuesday for everybody, but really Monday for me and Leah because we record on Mondays. Happy Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Jacob, I've got race hangover. I was going to – it's the exact same words were going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, man, Leah, I'm getting old. Dude, I know it. Y'all, thank you for listening to the Supercast. I guess we should introduce ourselves. I'm Leah Hensley. <laughs> I'm Jacob Bosecker, and we're sore this morning. We are um, tired. We're tired. I don't know how, like, okay, so first of all, real quick, before we go into anything else, welcome to the Supercast. We, we love making OCR podcast and things about OCR and doing things OCR with you. I've been doing this now for over eight years. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and me I don't too. know how, um, seven years ago this weekend, I did back-to-back days in Killington. I saw the same memory East. pop up on my list too. And I was just like, oh, just even the thought of that right now. I was just like, right? oh, it's freaking painful. I know it. Um, so anyway, we we are both sore. We had a great weekend of traveling, racing, seeing the community, uh, having a great time, yelling and screaming at people, running our freaking butts off. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss beer. I'm, I'm 29 <laughs> days into 75 hard. And... Man, just what a weird world we live in right now. <laughs> right, right. Well, as always, I'm kind of just joined it today, but this episode is brought to you by Vanga CBD. I'm telling you what, I am using it right now. Um, the balm is now my best friend today. Um, external CBD to use on sore muscles and recovery. Um, I used the heck out of my gummies this weekend. And uh, if you guys haven't checked them out yet, please do so at VangaCBD.com and save some cash with code BROCR. Great company, great people, and great tool for any racer, but especially in those longer races like we saw this weekend with the King Arthur Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I really should have taken a gummy my second lap going out there for that, <laughs> but we'll talk about that here in a few. Uh, check them out, code BROCR, save you some, some change at the door. Yep. Um, without further ado, so we had... The Highlander Assault, which is starting to blow up, Leah. I know. I was actually talking to somebody about that this weekend. Um, you know, we've had this race um, for for several years, I think four. Mm-hmm. Four years um, now. And each year, it's just gotten better. Uh, and especially in today's day and age with COVID and all these other restrictions, you know, Chad and Lloyd and, you know, they do such an amazing job putting on this event this past weekend. I think, you know, with the three different, well, more than three, but, you know, different race distances and different racing events, it just, I think it went really well. You know, we've always talked before about how I feel the the dream setup for an OCR mm-hmm. is you have a short course, mm-hmm. a long course, and a multi-lap. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that is like, Yep, the we've formula. talked about that for sure. Agree, because then there's a little bit for everybody. Yeah, it, it, first timers can come out. Guys, guys can do two laps, three laps, um, get the different medals, um, mm-hmm. and then people can go out there swinging all day long. Um, yeah, I think they've learned a ton. I think mm-hmm. that they've, and so we we talked about there at the start line other races. So we were at a abominable earlier this year another race that has a great cult following here in the mm-hmm. area and we were kind of talking before we started the podcast today about races that have come and gone um mm-hmm. if anybody knows garfield griffiths he's one of the race um 
race director kind of gurus over at Spartan. He's but he's dabbled in every single. Okay, he's in the been industry. everywhere. He was at Savage. He's he's worked with Tough Mudder, I think, too. He's been a little bit everywhere. He's done. He's had his his. Foot he's in one of the OGs. Yep. Yeah, but he was like, man, I remember. He's like, he's like, you say few and far between, and mm-hmm. he's like, I remember when it wasn't. And it's so interesting to see like companies that have come and gone mm-hmm. over the years, and like what makes, what do you think makes Highlander stay? Like what, what keeps them going? I think a big part of Highlander is the Midwest community. Um, I would agree. You know, we we've seen the growth. You know, we talked with Ryan Hart last week, um, running one of the best OCR gyms in the in hell in the sport. You know, and the community of people that have come together that keep coming back to Highlander, and I think that combined with the, you know, Highlander has a lot of unique obstacles, a lot of unique terrain. It's different. It's different than than many other races, and I think that that's what draws the out of towners to come in. Agreed, and that's it's kind of one of the things I said there. It's different, and different's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of one of the things I've always. I, so Lee and I talked to so many different race directors and companies, big mm-hmm. big companies, small companies, a million different sizes. And for ones that are smaller, I would say you know less than a thousand five hundred people per race um i kind of my advice to them is always do something different figure Mm -hmm. out your voice do it once a year yep um and do it big and walk away and then repeat that formula (laughs) right right well i mean over time you know that's how races grow you know i remember when savage race was just, you know, three, five small, you know, it was just a couple mm-hmm. of com- couple races in the year and they've just slowly grown. You know, we saw Highlander this year take on a second race. Um, I think the results of that are kind of skewed because of COVID. So we're not really sure, but I anticipate we're going to have, you know, great numbers at both races next year with it. Um, I would hope so. Cause we put, they, so. they put on a great event. Yeah, they do. Um, even in the midst of COVID and everything, they put yeah. on a really, really good and smart event. Um, yeah. It was it was a great day. Um, in the end, you know, first place, male, once again, defending his title. We had Jordan Buscemi up on top. And then for women, we had the defender from Dark Ages. Actually, they were both repeat winners yeah, from Dark Gina. Ages. Gina Arbaki. Um, So great job to them. Um, I also want to recognize another awesome person that we that we were introduced to um, at Highlander. There was a little boy there who um, I, I didn't get his oh, age, yeah. but I, probably maybe 12, 13. Um, we're talking about giving on, back to the community and doing awesome things. This no kid. kidding. On his own has been raising money for for quite some time for various charities, all military connected whether they be fallen heroes, um, not not just military, military and first responders. So like fallen mm-hmm. hero stuff, um, you know, back in the blue stuff. His most recent one was get, um, raising money for firefighters so they can get masks. Just amazing, amazing work. And he had been doing like raising money and doing a race. Um, but this time decided that he wanted to blow any of his previous records out of the water and try something new and try OCR. And so he picked Highlander and was able to raise $4,800 to get back. Own. Yeah, on his own. It was amazing. And then kudos to the awesome people at Highlander who wouldn't let him settle at 48 and bumped him up with a $200 donation to $5,000. Ended up at that 5K. And that's, once again, we talk about this. It's that community. It's that Doing cool things and having that synergy to all work together and make some really cool things happen. And yeah. the next on our docket here is uh, another great one, Frontline, that we've, we've got to start pulling some stuff together for. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to get the race directors for Frontline in here. Nowhere. There's another, you know, yeah, and talking about another, you know, unique, different racing opportunity. We'll, we'll get him in here and talk all about that. So there's more to come yeah. on. They do amazing things on there as far as donations that we're going to save that for our good buddy Ed to talk about. Yep, um, yep. So without further ado, so we've got a disjointed episode this week. So yeah. on the way up there, um, 
my friend Jesse Coomer called, and I've been trying to get him pulled together. Leah, Jesse's busy. Yeah, I know. We talked to him before. I don't know. It's, hell, it's been several months now, um, <sighs> and it was a great episode, and, you know, we've tried we've to get him, him on here on together, here. and unfortunately, I wasn't available um, for this one to record with you, but I'm sure you did a great job. You know, Jesse, I've known Jesse for a very long time. Um, he's an old friend. And he, so he is, Leah, he's just hit 15,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. Awesome. Um, he is now working with Ben Greenfield and doing some stuff with Keon as far mm-hmm. as thermogenic stuff and, and Cole's sensory deprivation. And just, there's mm-hmm. so much there and just a wealth of knowledge and breath work with Jesse. And he is publishing a book that's coming out. Uh, the 29th of this month. Okay. And, you know, if, if you want to learn how to breathe, I'll, I'll let Jesse speak for himself. Without further ado, um, we'll jump over there. And I am back here with old-time friend Jesse Coomer. Jesse, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going great, Jacob. Thanks for having me on your podcast. That, you know... We, we've discussed, we've had Jesse on the show before. We've had, um, introduced Jesse multiple times. Uh, Jesse, we've known each other for a long, long time. <laughs> a long time, my friend. I mean, back before, uh, I mean, I'm talking most of our lives we've known each other. Pretty much. Jesse and I yeah. both went to um, the same Lutheran church out in, um, out in watermelon farm country and a yep. two-room schoolhouse. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I mean, we we got three recesses a day, all a was it three? Three. We got two recesses and a PE every single day. Oh my god. Of I the week. I mean, I wish I could send my son to a school that would have that many recesses. That much free know? time just to be a kid. I mean, and and you know, Reebok did a study. I forget what year it was. But they did a study about um, they, they said, well, basically, if you want to know what a, a student's best subject is, it's the subject right after recess. And basically, they linked it to the fact that exercise activates circulation in the brain. And I mean, stuff that that we intuitively know. Right. If you're if you have a healthy body, healthy mind, we've known this forever. But yeah, yeah, we we had it really good back then. Of course, you know, it's it's always a surprise we lived through those days because of all the rusty equipment that we had to play on and all the, you know. Uh, okay, okay. We didn't, so we didn't have any of the of the. It was all like iron and steel and concrete playground stuff. I'm gonna go into a very very specific piece of equipment that we had on our playground, and I I know this isn't pertaining to the podcast, but some of our growing up. We uh-huh. had a maypole out That's there. exactly what I thought you were going to say. Yes. Oh, that freaking death trap. So, like, they took all the they took all the portions of the maypole where you could swing around on it. So, yep. do you remember what, like, the, the challenge was back when we were kids? Well, basically, wasn't it where we, we wanted to see how long you could go with your entire body and, and just kind of see how far, how many times around you could go? That's oh how I remember that was That was part of it. But then I remember when they took the maypoles off. And you, okay. we just climbed to the top and spin on the top of the damn thing. Oh, <laughs> dude. And we were like, we were probably 12, 13 foot up in the air, just spinning around. That's on something right. That's probably not a hubcap size. <laughs> yes. I mean, how we lived through childhood, I don't know. Oh, but my God. It, Could it you imagine what would happen if we had lawn darts? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I've got a scar on my forehead from where my sister threw a, a yard dart at me. Oh my uh, God! Whenever we were little kids, so Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. So Jesse is. If you've not been following Jesse Coomer and Midwestern Method, um, Jesse's been blowing up on the scene recently. Um, he's been doing work with Keon, Ben Greenfield. Um, his his YouTube channel, Midwestern Method, has reached over fifteen thousand subscribers now. Um, Jesse, you've been killing it and working your butt off in a situation in a year. Where it's not been easy to do that. You had all these yeah. plans and all these like ideas um, before COVID. Um, oh you, yeah. You, you went over to Poland and studied with Wim. Right. You um, and then came back and just everything. I feel like my year got shot in the ass. How are you feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my year did too. And you know, I I started off uh, 2020 just with a really high note. Um, got to go over, lead some 
expeditions in Poland with Wim and uh, had some really good times with uh, the Wim Hof crew. And I've been studying Wim Hof method and breath work uh, in general a lot lately. And I, my book that I'm, I'm coming out with is a practical guide to breath work. And one of the things that I, I mention in the book and, and I, I mentioned in conversations is that when it comes to breath work, Wim Hof method was my gateway drug. Um, it's what really made me want to get into studying how breathing affects our bodies and how we can influence our, our, our minds and bodies through something as simple as breathing. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, there's, I, sometimes I, I, I give a person this kind of a question. I say, if I could give you a, um, a supplement that could give you energy when you wanted it, uh, it could help you go to sleep when you want to go to sleep. It can put you in a flow state. So in other words, you know, the zone, um, yeah. it's something that could affect your blood sugar in a positive way, your hormones, you know, would you buy that supplement? And of course, obviously, I mean, I assume, you know, the answer would be yes. Uh, and then the reality is, of course, you already have it, that you already have this thing and it's, yeah. it's right literally under your nose. And so, um, and so basically what I tried to do with this book is, and I've been working on it all this, uh, this year and I'm coming out with it this month and, um, is basically give, people the tools to use their breathing to influence their bodies and minds in a, in a better way. And like I said, you know, I've been working, uh, with Wim Hof method and I also do work with other athletes, uh, for athletic breath work. Um, and, uh, got clients just kind of every, every walk of life. Um, but, um, but yeah, this COVID uh, this year with, with COVID, it, it definitely changed things because, you know, my plans were to, to really do, um, a lot of traveling. I had a lot of, um, tour, basically a Midwestern tour. Um, and that kind of got nixed. So sure. I've had a lot of people reach out with anxiety, uh, depression, things like that. Um, this, the lockdowns and, and our, 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 our need to not be social has really affected us because we're social creatures. We need that. We are. You know? You know, in the OCR community right now, we've been hitting – we have been just so, so inundated because we've, we've thought like – just like you, okay, we're going to have yeah. – we're going to have a race here. Okay, this race got canceled. Okay, we're going to have a race here. This race got canceled. Even at the beginning of the season, we had talked a little bit about you coming to a race here yeah. in um, the Wisconsin area That's right. and doing some stuff there. And then I was there that weekend when everything got canceled, and we were just sitting there like, what's going on? Yeah. No, it's, <sighs> it's just it so really crazy. Has, it's affected, it's affected you know, the way we live our lives and – um, you know, you and I were, we were, before we started the, the podcast, we were just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze a little bit <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and we were talking about how it's affected people's psyche in a way that we haven't seen, at least in, in our lifetimes, we we've not seen this, uh, because it's, it's a worldwide event and it's something that has created, it's something that specifically affects us on the one thing that makes us human, um, something that is a very human thing, and that is our social um, aspect. You know, when it, when it comes to socializing, that that is something that's a strength of humanity is that we're social creatures and we can work together, we can communicate. And whenever we are partitioned and we are not around each other it can you know it can affect us more than i think we thought <laughs> you know I, I i guess that's one way to put it we, we didn't i don't even think any of us knew just to the degree that it has affected us so when 
when when I hear about you know people experiencing high levels of anxiety, depression, all of these things, I completely believe it. I you know, and I've seen it with my clients and even in myself. You know, I, I've even felt sure. man, you know, you it it, it you can't. I, I know there's probably some people out there that it did not affect at all, but I think it's affected us. It's affected us all in some way or another. I would agree with that. Um, and so, so anyway, out of all this and out of the cancellations and out of the things that you've done here, um, you've still been able to get together. So you went, went to Poland, got to do right. that right before everything hit, yeah. came back and then it was like, okay, now what do I do? And well, this then, time, <laughs> I, go ahead. I had I had uh, a lot of dates set, and so I was able to uh, do a lot in the early months. So I came back and I instantly uh, headed out to um, North Carolina and okay, did okay. did some retreats and workshops out there, and then I went to uh, Ohio, a place just outside of uh, Columbus, Ohio, okay, and. Okay. Uh, had a just really, really awesome uh, Wim Hof method weekend out there. It, it, it snowed that weekend. And so in addition to taking an ice bath, uh, you got to take an ice bath in the snow as it was snowing that, you know, you were getting into the ice bath and, and it got so cold on the, the night before, cause I, I did two workshops out there that the first group had to break the ice on the pool. It was, it was that's a lot of fun that way. So, yeah, so it, it was, a, I had a great February and, um, and then of course the end of February, uh, we started hearing about this thing. It might be more serious than just whispers on the, you know, on the back channels of the news. And, um, and then of course March hit and then I, I had a lot of things I was going to be doing, but it just didn't get to happen and it's, it's yep, okay. Yep. It's okay. We're going to, we're going to, you know, figure stuff out. Um, and, but, you know, I, I was able to, to uh, do some stuff this summer. So, uh, well, you but really a lot of it's going virtual. Channel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You've got a, a lot of podcast. it. Just... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. A lot of it's going virtual. Um, YouTube is something that, that I I've been doing now for, uh, maybe a little, maybe two, maybe three years. Um, and that of course is, is just an awesome way to communicate and reach out with the, the, the breath work and biohacking community. Um, if you haven't, uh, checked out my, my, my YouTube channel, uh, to those of you who are listening, it's uh, Midwestern method and I cover things like breath work, cold exposure, uh, nutrition, you know, basic stuff, uh, in the biohacking community, sometimes fasting, um, and, uh, and that that's been really going well, and I, I just have a great time doing it. You know, I think that's that's really, if I look back, the things I stick with, there's an element of just enjoyment, and so I uh, I enjoy doing that. And then of course, you know, doing online workshops, I've I've been able to do some online workshops, and uh, of course, if anybody um, reaches out. You know, uh, I do online training and things like that. So basically, really, in the world of breath work, it's COVID was a weird thing because some of the breath work we do, and and you've done Wim Hof method breath work with me, yeah, um, yeah. but we do you know a lot of other kinds of uh, breath work, including other kinds of superventilation, so heavy breathing. Well, you yeah. you know that's when it comes to COVID, um, it's 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 kind of a nightmare. Right. And so, um, so we've, we've gone mostly virtual and it's been really fun outdoors. I've had some outdoor events and that's been good too. So, but yeah, it's, it's been a crazy time. It's been a crazy time, but you know, that's just, that's where we learn to adapt. Um, but yeah, I've overall though, it strangely enough, um, it's, it's given me a little bit of extra time to work on my book. And so, so that's helped, I guess, in, in a strange way. So your book comes out the 29th. That's right. September 29th. Give us an Amazon. overview on Amazon. Give us an overview of that book. Like what? So if you've never been to Jesse's classes, he does a great job of orchestrating kind of like he gives a great fundamentals to it. And then you working through some of the practices. What exactly is the book 
going to dial in on. So the the book is this book is basically the book that I wish I would have had when I started Breathwork. So it covers the relationship. We have a disconnection between our biology and our physiology and the modern world. So I cover in the first half of the book, I I really cover how a lot of the things we struggle with, a lot of the uh, things that we have problems with are because of we have this disconnection. Um, if you think about it, we are human beings with the same Really, I, I like to say we're the same make and model as the human beings that lived in the Neolithic era. And, you know, our biology was suited toward a hunter-gatherer life uh, in small tribes. And we have that same DNA in us today, and it's a completely different world. And, of course, with COVID, it makes it even stranger. And what I do in the book is I, I – I kind of explain why we have what I call the modern human condition. This, this overall, this level of anxiety, this um, oftentimes uh, diseases and uh, and conditions that are specifically modern um, to to our the, the human life. And then I cover um, how you can use breath work to take control, to, to basically take control. And the second half of the book, which you can start reading the second half of the book immediately. You don't have to read the first half for the second half to make sense. I, I wrote it like that because I don't, I don't want you to feel like, oh man, I have to finish this long. You know, it's not super long. Uh, it's an easy read. It's, it's 200 pages, but um, I, you know, you can start the second half, which is specifically instructions on breathing techniques. So I have breathing techniques to help you get a better night's sleep, uh, some breathing techniques to give you energy, uh, breathing techniques that will help you get into a flow state, breathing techniques for post-workout, for pre-workout, for um, stress, for um, athletic performance, uh, increasing uh, CO2 tolerance and things of that nature. I even have a really detailed section in there where you can give yourself a um, a full diagnostic. So you can take a, take a look at, okay, is my breathing, how are my breathing mechanics? Do I have a breath wave, um, that is a healthy breath wave? And if I don't, how can I fix it? And then of course I, you, I give, uh, some tests on how to test your CO2 tolerance and a lot of other things like that. And then basically get a baseline of where you are and then be able to work in a direction that you want. So, um, there's a lot and a lot of instructions on breathing techniques and how to use these specific breathing techniques to put you in the state that you want to be. So it's, um, no. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to kind of go on a weird tangent here. So go on a weird tangent. Book, we, we like weird tangents. We um, like it. So yeah. I've been watching your YouTube channel evolve now over the past few years. One yeah. of the things that I love is um your guided breath work youtube video like tutorial videos that you have on yeah. your site now that you've been doing some more of does the book kind of like give examples of like the web the the youtube videos yeah. that you can follow in okay good so good so first of all if if you really like if you like guided breath work i actually do have a patreon club specifically the breath work club and um it's it's like five dollars a month uh, it's super cheap, but basically every month I add three guided breathwork tracks. So music, um, guided techniques, I, I, I put techniques together. And if you go to my YouTube channel, I have a few of them available for free. And then if you join the, the Patreon club, you get access to the full catalog. Um, and I always I, I add about three of them per month. Some of them are as long as 30 to 45 minutes. Some of them as short as five minutes long. Um, and, and so that's something that, um, that I've, I've been really having a lot of fun with, but yeah, if you want, if you, in the book, I cover all of those techniques. And then I also, I also teach a person how to create their own sessions. So if you want to have maybe a 20 minute session, that's going to activate your system put you in a state of calm, but give you some energy at the same time. Something I call the state of 
stay in play. Um, okay, cool. There is a full sequence that you can do. Uh, and, and if you've written, the cool thing is you have the instructions for all the techniques. And then I show you how to string those techniques together to get the desired effect. So the, the thing is, if it sounds complicated, it's not. I, I really made a point in this book to make it really easy to understand. Like I said, very practical. Um, I don't want a person to feel like they have to be a scientist to understand this because, yes, the science is there, but you don't have to understand the science in order to be really good at influencing your autonomic nervous system and uh, doing that with your breath. So um, so I give you the instructions on how to do the techniques, how to how to put the techniques together and then. Even I give you some guidance on how to create your own techniques, because one of the things that I really want people to understand, and I, and I cover it a lot in the book, is that we have an enormous amount of biodiversity. Uh, humans were very different one from the next. Um, and what may work for me may not work the same way exactly for another person. So learning to listen to those subtle changes in the inside of, of your, of your mind, you know, so really listening to what I sometimes call the inner voice, um, that is, is essential for breath work. And the, the thing is when we say listening and inner voice and things like that, it, it sometimes it sounds kind of, you know, ultra spiritual or things like that, which it can be. But I, I wrote this book with the, with the full desire to open breath work up to if you're spiritual, religious, it doesn't matter. If you're you know, not spiritual, it doesn't matter. There's no real dogma or belief system or anything like that. It literally is if you are a human being. <laughs> you know, if you're, I believe being, the majority of our listeners are, by the way. Yeah, most most <laughs> listeners, you know, I assume. But if you're a human being, you have the ability to influence your your autonomic nervous system with your breath, and that controls about 90% of your bodily functions. And the interesting thing is, human beings are the only we're the only species on the planet that are capable of changing our breathing at will. Like I, this blew me away when I first found out about it. For instance, like if you're walking your dog, you are the only one who can choose to hold your breath. Your dog so, cannot make that decision. I did not know that. Yeah. And what happened is, according to evolutionary biologists, they say that this is a – basically it's a, it's a happy accident that happened um, that – gives us the ability to modulate breathing. And, and what happened was the theory is that when we develop the ability to speak, that we were, we, we needed this capability because if you think about what I'm doing right now, there's a lot of breath holds, there's a lot of inhales, exhales, all these things are happening so that I can produce speech. I had no idea of this. This is so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Huh. And so, and so what happened is, it, because we have this ability, um, it's we're, and we're the only ones that can speak as far as we know, right? Um, so as far as we know, we're the only ones who have this ability. So the, the center in your brain that allows you to control speech and well, specifically breath in order, you know, so this is breath of any kind, sure. right? Yeah. But this is, but the, 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 the center in your brain that, that allows you to do that is uh, connected and, and it's very close to the centers of your brain that are connected to mood, emotions, um, and that's and, so interesting. Yeah, and it, it allows that around us. communication. Exactly, it, it it's this crazy thing that shouldn't happen, but because of this this simple this this interesting aspect of the human brain, we are able to use the breath to send a signal as opposed to just receive one. So normally, if you think about it, like, you know, if you're, if you're driving on the highway and you get cut off or if you get scared or something, naturally you go into state of fight or flight. And as a result of that, you start breathing faster, your heart rate goes up, all these things, right? So, so there is a natural autonomic response. Your brain says, Hey, we're going to need more oxygen. So crank up the breathing, right? Yeah. 
Well, we as human beings, because of this, this crazy little thing in our brain, we are capable of sending signals back that same direction. So if you like right now, if, if, if you, if your listeners and everybody just take a minute to breathe really heavy as if, as if you're about to get into a fight, maybe you're breathing in your chest, maybe you're breathing through your mouth, <sighs> even just doing it a little bit, you can notice subtle changes in the way you feel. And what oh, that sure. is, and the thing is, what that is, that is your autonomic nervous system picking up on the fact that you've changed your breathing and your autonomic nervous system says, well, how is this person breathing? Okay. It seems like this person is breathing like he's going to get into a fight. Well, that must mean we're in a dangerous situation. Activate, activate the sympathetic dominant side of your, of your, uh, autonomic nervous system. So it starts sending blood to your muscles, starts activating your adrenal glands. All these things happen simply because you changed your breathing. So out of the, all the classes I've taken with you, yeah. like, like this is the most, I I'm, I'm blown away that like just the fact <laughs> that we can change this ourselves and we're the only, because it, it carries over so many to other things like, like the triathlon world where I've done a lot of research and talking about like human beings are like some of the best endurance, like as far as like endurance yes. sports and outrunning other things. This is a great example of why. Is exactly why, because we can modulate our breathing and other animals cannot do that. And oh the thing gosh. is, and there's, there's some cases now th th this gets exaggerated. Okay. I want, yeah. want to make that clear. It gets exaggerated, but there are some cases where, you know, there will be hunters that chase after prey and basically pretty much, kill, they pretty much kill them because they can't downregulate like we can. And so, and, and any runner knows some of this already, whether you know why it works or not, you know, you, you understand some of the basics of downregulation or else you're going to gas out way too fast. You want to preserve your energy. And so when I work with athletes, it's especially important because like, let's suppose, and especially like not just high endurance, but any athlete, uh, like for instance, like MMA or, um, you know, or obstacle course or, or CrossFit or, or any of these high intensity ones, we've shown that first of all, when we are in the gym, when we're competing, when we're really, really super active, we've shown that our autonomic nervous system says, okay, we need to be in that sympathetic dominant state. And that's perfect because it allows us to have circulation where we need it. It takes, it takes circulation and it deactivates, it takes circulation away and it deactivates other aspects. So things like digestion, um, things like recovery, um, you know, your hormonal uh, profile will change because you'll be in a stressed state. It's okay whenever you're competing to be in that state because you want those you want the adrenaline, you want the hormones, you want all that stuff. Yeah. But the problem is what we've seen is so many athletes, they will stay in that fight or flight state even for as much as like five hours after a workout. After they're done. And and this is this is awful because that's five hours you could have used to be able to recover, especially if you think about it, most athletes do a post-workout meal or some kind of a refeed, right? Well, if you're yeah. in a state of fight or flight, you're not in a state where you can actually accept the nutrition or really actively digest anything. You, yeah, you're going to get some of it out of it because that's, I mean, you're just going to get something. Yeah, your body's going to require some, but like it's exactly. not going to be able to process it the way that the body needs to process it. Exactly. And so you have to be in that, that parasympathetic state, that state of rest and digest to really get the most out of eating, out of recovery, out of pretty much anything that has to do with recovering from a workout or some kind of an intense physical activity. So, and I cover all this in my book as far as um, how to speed up that recovery process, how to change your hormonal profile, basically just by down-regulating your autonomic nervous system with your breath. In addition to that, 
if you think about this, there's another aspect. This is somewhat related. Uh, well, it's absolutely related. But another thing you can do with your breath is if you think about the last time you were completely gassed, sometime that you gave a thousand percent, your, you know, every part of your body was screaming at you. You couldn't catch your breath. You know, it took a long time to catch it. Well, one of the things we can do with breath work, and I cover how to do this in the book. Um, of course, I, I also coach people individually if you want even deeper into this, but we can, we can change things like our CO2 tolerance. And in the book, I cover how to, how to test your CO2 tolerance for yourself. But if you, and this is something we do with athletes, you can, you can make it so that you're more tolerant to CO2. And that does a few things. Uh, first of all, the urge to breathe is triggered by CO2. And so it's not necessarily that you're detecting low levels of O2 or oxygen. You're not, it's not that. In fact, if, if you, if you take, uh, if you do it like a, uh, what is it? The SPO2, um, test. Um, yeah. and if you get a pulse oximeter and, and you test your blood oxygen, most of the time your, your blood oxygen is still 95 or above. Yep. What you're experiencing is an insanely high amount of carbon dioxide. And so what we can do is we can make you more tolerant to carbon dioxide. And what that does is it makes it so that it takes longer to gas you out and you're able to use that CO2 to bring oxygen to your tissues in a more effective way. So we can really athletes. I see a lot of incredible benefits. In addition to that, you can increase your CO2 tolerance. And by doing that, you reduce your levels of anxiety. And now I cover it in my book. I know we don't have time to go over Deep every little detail, today, yeah. but well, that gives everybody, all my listeners to reason to go out and check out this book. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. And, uh, and, and really the whole, the biggest thing is I, I think just, it doesn't, you don't have to be an athlete. Anybody can benefit from being able to take control of their breath and understand that no matter whether you like it or not, every breath you take is influencing your autonomic nervous system. And so what we want to try to do is learn how to positively influence it so that we're getting the benefits and we're not suffering from the, the downsides. Every time I talk to you, I learn something new about breath work. Every freaking time. Like I, awesome. it's, it's just, it's so refreshing to have you on here and talk about just breathing. It's, it's so fun. Um, wow. My, yeah, I, I'm mind blown right now about like so many different things I need to put into practice here. And I, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, and so if my listeners are like, still on here and everything and checking this out. Um, so I've been doing the 75 hard program right now and I've been trying to slowly work back in breath work as far as like mental clarity and some of the things that I need to follow regularly. Right. And it's, it's amazing just, just how all this plays into so many different levels of that. And right. you just feel so much more focused after, like if I get done with a long workout and I'm like, okay, I need to take a few minutes and do a little bit of breath work right now in right. my next portion of work how much more productive I am and oh, using yeah. these little life hacks and using, using these little things like that just makes it so much more useful. It, it's so interesting <laughs> and it, but it, this makes sense and having you explained and having a guy like you kind of a Sherpa on the way along, like helping guide me through it. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> there, there's a lot of benefit. There. <laughs> well, so Jesse, what's your, what's your plan? Book drops here into this month. Um, yes. What's what is your next goal here? Um, like my next goal next? is my next goal is to not write a book for a little while. That's smart. <laughs> I, That's smart. I, take a breather. Yeah, I need to take a breather. This is my second publication in in one year. I last year around this time I I published my cold training guide and then this is my breathwork guide and um, I'm focusing now more on coaching and retreats. Um, and just, just the, the stuff that I like the best, and that's working with people to get them to perform better and to feel better and to be happier. So check me out on, on, uh, on YouTube. If you haven't got, if you guys haven't done it already, it's Midwestern method on YouTube. Um, and, uh, like I said, I do a Patreon breathwork club and, uh, it's, it's 
really a lot of fun, really a cool group of individuals that are part of that. And then, uh, yeah, on, on the week of the 29th on my YouTube channel, I am planning to do every single day that week, a live breathwork session. So some of it, and it's all going to be stuff that I cover in the book. So things that, um, will amp you up, clear your head, break the dopamine feedback loop, all the cool stuff. We're going to be doing that on Midwestern method, the YouTube channel all week on the 20, the week of the 29th. So just to, to really get that, um, to really have a, a fun breath work week. So yeah, check me out on Instagram, check me out uh, on YouTube. Uh, I'll be looking for you. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Jesse, for your time here. Um, I know I'll be looking forward to some of this breath work here with you. Um, as always, thank you for being on the podcast, buddy. Thank you. And that's game. That's it. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse breathing. Um, I did not know. And I'm still flabbergasted that humans are the only ones that can um, modulate our breathing. Like hold their breath, right? Well, like it's, just modulate, change it and take in more oxygen. Every, everything else is um, on autopilot, like animals, right. cheetahs. You think about a cheetah that can run 41 miles an hour. That's I mean, it's just it, it's not trying to push itself and we can push right. ourselves. And I, I think so much to like endurance sports. And I've heard like I've heard like so many things on how like human beings are the best endurance creatures on the planet. Well, makes sense. And like, that breathing plays such a a key role in that absolutely um and then we smoke cigarettes and vape and just destroy our freaking looks mm -hmm. so, anyway. yeah well if you guys um, are interested in more you know about jesse um you know check out his new book as it comes out and also reach out to him a practical guide to breath work reach out to jesse check out his youtube channel there's a ton of information and different uh, exercises, practices, and Q and A's on there. It, it's totally good stuff. I love mm -hmm. it. Um, I, I, I've been talking to Jesse. I need to get certified in the method and, and just different. Yeah, I mean, you've been doing it for him. long enough. You might as well. I might as well. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Right. Um, so I, I'm thinking here in the next year, I'm going to be doing that and some other projects, but so yeah, that's that. Um, aside from that, did anything else? So you did the heart fit thing to, yes. after talking about so Ryan Hart last week. So we talked about it, um, you know, with Ryan last week that my plan was to go down to heart fit um, and compete in the team event. Yeah. Let me just say. <laughs> that so is this was, your first team event? It was my first team event with heart fit. Yeah. So it was my second time to the gym. Okay. So, you know, we talked about rankings, you know, and all that last week and how it, you know, how he does all that. And so I was ranked um, strength and I had competed at, you know, all the OCR world championships and, and Norium and all that as the, in the team events as the strength leg. So I went into this feeling like, okay, I can do strength. That's what I do. That's my jam. I can do this. Dude. Yeah. Dude, man. Oh, goodness, goodness. You know, it was tough. It was harder than probably anything I've done before. Um, you, you say know, that about everything, though. No. This like, involved. I feel like if I would have taken you to some place, like, and had, like, that was, like, that was the <laughs> tastiest Mexican food I've ever had, Jacob. And, like, <laughs> Like, no, every no, no. single time I talk to every, like, you're one of those people that's like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. This is well, the, the thing is, when, <laughs> when you talk about this constant need to level up and push yourself, like, yeah, I do hard crap. And, like, okay. this, I was, like, I mean, I was prepared in the sense of, I guess, what I could prepare for. But, you know, ultimately, the thing that was the hardest for me were the 70-pound dead ball over shoulders. Yeah, um, which equates fair. to 60% of my body weight. So it was the last thing you have to do. And it was just beat down grind. Like grind is the only way to cover it. Um, but you know, the bottom line is it, I am beyond jealous of the people that have access to that facility on the regular because it's a great facility. It's, just, I mean, the best way to prepare for things. If I had that at my disposal, dude, I'd be on fire. <laughs> there, and the, once again, talking about like it's that synergy and that community that just keep 
they keep coming out there. Like, how oh, many yeah. people were there again from the day before? Okay, so I have to say this. So there's, it was a five teams, so mm-hmm. three people per team, so 15 people competing. But each person mm-hmm. competing, there were friends, wives, husbands, spouses, dogs sure, there sure, yeah. to cheer them on. And I have to say, so my team, I'll go ahead and say it, <laughs> we got the really short end of the stick when it came okay. to the the team draws. Um, as we mentioned last week, it's a random draw for your team placement. Yep. My team, nicknamed Team Tiny, consisted yeah, of the three smallest people in the draft. It was Crystal, um, Ryan Hart's wife, um, who I think is a whopping like two to three inches taller than me, and <laughs> a um, kid, <laughs> Kevin, who is like a ninja, like a legit amazing obstacle. The boy does not fail obstacles, but he is small. Like I think he was like a little bit taller than me, but I outweigh him. And the three of us were on a team together. So all three of us struggled with the strength piece of it. Um, sure. Like we all had to do a piece. I had to do the biggest piece, but we all struggled. And to be there, after every other team has finished, we were still going. That community of people, they stayed, they cheered, they supported. Like, I felt like crap. And I kept saying, just go home, y'all. Like, you don't have to stay and watch this. This is terrible. Go home. This is just a bloodbath. <laughs> right? And they wouldn't. They stayed. And it was awesome. That's good. That's great. For sure. I just okay. So how many people there though that showed up had done the race the day before though? Uh, more Highlander. than half. M- oh, majority and of them. We were talking a little bit. I don't know how back in the day we we would race back to back days every Especially freaking weekend. Especially rolling into something like this the next day. I no. Well, <laughs> and so many people texted me like about this race, and mm-hmm. I know you didn't do it. But last year when you did this one, did you just feel like you just got like I just feel like I got like yeah. hit multiple times by like <laughs> like yeah. a bunch of bars of soap that were put in a pillowcase and just, <laughs> just beat the hell out of you. Yeah. I think I think part of it is um it's a longer race than it is we typically miles. see. It's a twelve mile elite race. So But it wasn't a lot of elevation. No, no, but it's but there were a lot of obstacles, and I think there, it was a very well balanced. Like there was strength, there was this, there, you know. So you're using all of your muscles. I think so. For me, the big thing was okay. Like let's say, let's talk about like a Spartan Beast is what I'd compare this to. Right. Um. So let's look at Attica, the Indiana, mm-hmm. the the Midwest Beast. Mm-hmm. I think. So okay, and this is this is me putting weird things out here and talking weird things and talking sp- like specifics. But mm-hmm. Spartan Beast, how many obstacles do you traditionally have? On a beast? Yep. <sighs> like twenty maybe. Uh, normally you maybe have little... about. Uh, Not I too would many say more. Twenty to twenty to thirty. Uh, yeah, but if you count stupid the... little things, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. At Highlander 2, I, I hate to be like this. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to rag on him or anything, but multiple right. obstacles, you have, like, walls here. Okay, this is a four-foot right. wall. Right, like, right. we get out on the motocross track, and then there's, like, four sections of four of five-foot walls. Random walls, right, right. Yep, just random walls. And don't get me wrong, it's still an obstacle. Right. Um, but the terrain, back in the day, I used to tell people, like, why do you go to all these Spartans? Some of the venues of Spartan are very prestigious. Oh yeah, some um, of the venues are, are back just in the day. Beautiful. Wintergreen, you know, Tahoe, Killington, Killington very, yep, very iconic areas. Um, this one, it, 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 it's at a motocross park, kind of multi-purpose right. paintball field. And once again, I'm not trying to to rag on it, but the difference about Highlander is mm-hmm. it's flat enough that you can haul some serious ass. That's true. That's true. There's more um, running over a longer distance. And harder running. Right. Every time I looked out at my watch, you know, me and Jacob Rodriguez and Eric Cazenza, we were all like at a 7.30 and Dennis at a 7.30 pace. I believe it. Just crunching. Crunching. Right. Just crunching, crunching, crunching. And we'd hit an obstacle and then we'd drop back into that pace and get moving again. And it was just like... It, God, it just beats you up after a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Good nope, Lord, I mean... it beats you up. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, they do a great job. I mean, not to belabor the point, but, you know, I think that everyone's kind of feeling it this weekend after that We're one. feeling it this morning. After. Yep. And we're, we've, we've not raced in, you know, months yep. like this. Right, right, right. Yeah. Kind of going back to another time we were talking to um, – I was talking to some friends at the local CrossFit gym and they didn't do Murph this weekend for Memorial Day. And then that's mm-hmm. when I got rhabdo. But she was like, you know, none of us have been working out like we've used to. We know right. we're doing Murph right now. And I was like, well, no, that's, that's fair. True. That's um, definitely true. Interesting stuff. But it was a great weekend. Great time to see everybody. Check them out next year. I think that they're going to really do even bigger and better things next I year. I agree I'm, for sure. I'm really excited to see where they take that. And some of these other locals because... I really see a lot of these locals being able to take off with this. Well, I hope so. So one I thing we so. forgot last week that we can't forget this week is our community kudos. I knew, I knew I forgot about that too. That was on my yep. list here. Yep. After I was listening, I was like, oh man, we forgot our kudos. We forgot so, to give somebody a shout out. Yep. So to this week's community kudos, well, who you got? You first. Me first? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to um my firsthand experience with kevin um at the at HeartFit. um he's a minor so i don't want to say his last name just in case but um this kid was amazing um you know i mentioned how much i struggled on the strength component this little guy had to do the men's weights not the so he was smaller than me doing heavier weights than me um, and he struggled, but he grinded it out. He pushed it through, didn't care that it took him longer. And I have to say what was really amazing is thinking about the fact that I saw the pain on his face and how hard it was for him. And it wasn't his first time doing it, which means he keeps coming back. He keeps doing these team events and keeps pushing himself, himself and keeps doing it despite knowing how awfully terrible it is. So Big kudos to Kevin. Oh, that's that's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Who you got? And this is gonna. I don't. I don't want to do a sales pitch for him, but I, I do want to call him out. But the guys over at Berserker Brew. Yeah. Um, um, talking about the community. Um, this dude. He was down at your race last the weekend before. Yeah, he's he's been everywhere. He we he was at Dark Ages. He comes down he was to at, Georgia. He, he, is he came down to, to Georgia. He's mm-hmm. from Louisville and then turned around yep. and came back to Chicago the next weekend. Yep. Yep. Um, he's looking to partner with Abominable. Like he's, we're going to be seeing him more and more. I know he's been at Hubie's Indian Mud Run before. He makes great coffee. It's blends. <laughs> it's um, number one coffee of OCR is what, <laughs> what they call it. But it's, um, it's good stuff. Well, so I have to say I am not a coffee fan. Um, well, I but am, so you can get the heck out. <laughs> I good like the recovery tea he makes with turmeric. And mm-hmm. this weekend I tried. He's got coffee ice cream. Oh, I saw that. I really and wanted to try some. So of that, there's two I'm, flavors. Yeah. It was peanut butter and um, caramel latte. Yeah, and everyone I was had the caramel the latte. Butter. Yeah, I tried the caramel latte. And like I said, I'm not a big coffee fan, but oh my gosh, did I like that ice cream. Oh my gosh. Good people. Great things for the community. Um, and I just can't wait to see like what the next, what the next stages of what all the things we're doing yeah. here is. So check like, them out. The at good. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, without anything else. Um, I think that's how's about your day it. Going? Yeah. You got a crazy day. Yeah, I do have a crazy day. Back to work and typical mom stuff and get back in the swing of things and also, get ready for Savage Race this weekend. Because, Oh, you got sa- – God, mm-hmm. God, I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, I'm going to yep. give one more shout-out, though, um, uh. right now, because probably here um, probably here in a day, because when this, when this episode airs tomorrow, Leah, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be like a, a faux uncle again here. Um, oh. But last night, my best friend here in town in Columbus, if, if you know me, you've heard me tell stories about Ben Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my best friends here in town and I, I know he doesn't listen to my podcast regularly because we just chit chat all the time, but, right, um, right. 
uh, his wife got induced last night. Awesome. And um, like before I got on the phone with you, she was nine mm-hmm. dial uh, nine centimeters dilated, and they were like looking for the goalposts. And there you I, go. By this time tomorrow, there'll be a baby. Then I'm just so happy for you. <laughs> I know it's. <laughs> You probably won't listen to this, but I'm just so proud of my good friend, Ben, and, and awesome. just everything that he's been through, and I'm just so happy for him, and I'll eat tacos with him probably tomorrow. So, all right. Sounds <laughs> anyway, good. Without the, with, with all of this, um, you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah. We'll catch you out on the course. Take care, guys. Bye. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.